right. Microphone on. All right. We're ready to rock. Here we go. This show is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com. You're looking to Keep It Magic Radio. 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 Are you ready to make some magic? Jackie and Storm are putting the pieces together for you. Find out what planets are changing the game and how to harness that energy. Get the latest metaphysical perspective on hot topics. Learn how to make magic work for you. Nothing is too hot or personal for Jackie and Storm to handle. Visit our website weekly for articles, updates, and the latest information to transform your life at www.keepitmagic.com. Now here is Jackie Smith and Storm Sestavani. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Keep It Magic. I'm Storm Sestavani, and I am here, of course, with the lovely, talented, and gifty, gifted Miss Jackie Smith. Make sure that you cruise on over to our website for the show, which is www.keepitmagic.com. Um, all of the articles that are related to the show are posted on keepitmagic.com, as well as you can find out, you know, things that we may be discussing, things that we are talking about. You know, everything about Keep It Magic is over there. Also, you can join our Facebook fan page, which is www.facebook.com forward slash keepin, without a G, it magic, keepin it magic. Um, so make sure that you cruise over there, hit us up, like us on Facebook, um, and you can also join the particular conversation after the show over there and let us know what you think about this particular show. So um, it'll be great to hear from you guys. We love hearing the, all of the discussions that you guys want to you know, contribute to this particular show. It helps Jackie and I kind of drive the direction that we want to go in because really, you know, Jackie and I come up with the topics. It's really the questions that you all give us that helps us kind of guide where our answers are going to go and helps us be provocative and approach subjects uh, in a new way that uh, is different than all of the other shows out there. So we thank you for joining us and we thank you for listening to us for the next hour. Um, Jackie, Storm. I have to say something to you. What did I do? You're again a number one best-selling author, DIY Akashic Wisdom. Last week, last Tuesday, okay, went number one. Talk to me. Patty and I did it. Um, it was, let's talk about the book. The book is amazing. And it's interesting because I started posting um I started posting different um, things, uh, snippets of the book uh, on the uh, on Facebook, Twitter, et cetera. And boy, did that! I saw just sales start to click in. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really proud of this book that Patty and I wrote. It takes us all deeper um, into you know in, in Coventry Magic. I talk about going three levels deep, but the why is that? And I talk about the seven steps to creating. Um, transformational change, but what happens is we get in there and we find the piece that's broken and we find this piece that's blocking us. So the Akashic Wisdom book is about then taking that piece and learning how to fix it. So it, it's really about those um, um, un- unraveling those things that get you stuck in where you are. So I'm really, really proud of this book and I'm really honored um, that so many people believe in us and bought the book and and strangers I've been getting emails from strangers um saying that they just they came across the book in in a different blog or website and um that I had never even heard of and how it just 
the first little bit of reading they did and how it affected them. So I'm I'm just I'm just really honored that that we are giving everyone their own personal permission to go and get their own Akashic records and do that healing work and mm-hmm. demystifying it. Yeah, and there's a lot for people that don't know. There's a lot of content that's going to be coming up on this Akashic wisdom stuff. I've got I think two blogs that are coming out that are based on the book. Um, oh. So uh, uh, you know, there's just uh, you know one of the things for me, Jackie. I don't I don't know if you work in this way, but oftentimes when I'm working through a particular book and when I'm when I'm reading something, um, oftentimes I will start to either engage in it or ask questions, which, you know, um, uh, you know, Rachel Pollock years ago, she wrote a book called Tarot Wisdom. And I'm kind of a little obsessed with the book right now. Oh, okay. um, And, you know, what Rachel uh, does is that she uses um, the tarot or oracle cards, or you can use the Coventry Magical Oracle cards, and she will just generally ask a particular question. Um, and, uh, you know, we did a lot, on the old show that we had, we did a lot of, um, you know, with news events and things like that where we would pull things and discuss it and um, based on that way. But I've never really spent a lot of time really delving into spirituality terms and using um, the tarot basically um, in the particular spec- perspectives of um, uh, of analyzing a, like a larger spiritual issue, and there's a blog that's coming up that is about what does the tarot have to say about the Akashic record? So, ooh, I can't um, wait to read that. Yeah. You're hiding it from. Me. <laughs> you usually send them to me first. I'm excited. <laughs> Um, and also, I want to tell everybody, make sure that you go over to wherever. You can get it at CoventryCreations.com. You can get it at Amazon. We don't care where you buy it. Just buy the book, DIY Akashic Wisdom. We're not picky. Um, get it at your local book retailer. Um, uh, get it at your local metaphysical store. We don't care. Just make sure that you get a copy of DIY Akashic Wisdom on your shelf right now. It is definitely a book that will transform you um, 100%. And there will be a lot of content that will be coming out of that through the next month on Keep It Magic on um ask-jackie.com um, on uh, stormfestivani.com on Facebook on Twitter so make sure that you follow us up um, and you know really check this out because it's a really really great book and you know segueing Jackie into what we're going to be talking about this month um, which really is you know the reason that we did or that I wanted specifically to do an Akashic Wisdom special show, um, which, um, you know, at the last minute I called up Jackie and said, do you want to do this? And she said, yeah, sure, you know, let's do it. Um, so we did that show, you know, that show, of course, aired last week. Um, and, uh, but one of the reasons is, is that Jackie and I plan our shows, you know, the topic material up front. And I thought it was a great segue, Jackie, to get people introduced to Akashic Records right. and then moving into this particular theme of letting go. Right. Um, and it is interesting because when Jackie and I in July, this is this is how far we go back with us. Um, in July, when we were sitting down and discussing season three and discussing um, where we wanted to go with the show, of course, you know. In the month of October, you know, we look at things and we go, you know, it's Halloween and we're in the metaphysical industry. It's very, very easy for us to, sit, you know, sit and talk about ghosts and goblins and, you know, have a couple mediums on the show and maybe, you know, do some table wrapping and, you know, pull out the canary cards. It's always and, a good time. Yeah, yeah it, it's, it, which it is. You know, get the ghost and, uh, and Day of the Dead candles from Coventry, you know, all of these uh, particular themes. But, you know, when we, when we brought it up and we were going over it, I, you know, we both said, you know, do we really want to do 
do that. And if you want to listen to Halloween shows, okay, I'm just going to put it out there now, and they will be in, they're in the show notes, okay? So when you read them, you'll see links to those shows in the show notes. Jackie and I did all of this last year in October. All of that stuff that, you know, um, several people like, and I enjoy doing those shows um, as well. But I want to take it a step deeper this, this year, and I know you do too, Jackie. And the first question that I have for you um, is how does the Halloween season really reflect this letting go process? Okay, so we're going to take a different take on we're going to take a different take on Halloween um, mm-hmm. because most people talk about Halloween as ancestor reverence, as um, uh, the focus is on um, spirits and ghosts and goblins and dressing up and and giving a toast to your ancestors and all that happy jazz. But let's look at what it is in the earth. This is, if you don't have, whatever is left in your fields, um, and, and when, you were, when we were an agricultural society, once Halloween came, whatever was left in your field needed to remain fallow. It needed to just go back to the earth. You don't harvest anything past this time, because this is the time of letting go. Because you have to, um, you're only eating what's in your storehouses. You're not, you're not, you're eating your smoked meat, your preserved jams, your um, potatoes, all these things. That's what you're eating. So you're not generating anything new. So it's all about depleting your your stores. Mm-hmm. So from Halloween to um, or Samhain, Samhain is what it looks like it's spelled, but it's pronounced Samhain. Um, to Yule or winter solstice is called, is considered the dead time. You don't do anything new. You don't take you you really just reflect upon your life. You reflect upon what is passing away from you um, and what you're letting go. You reflect upon what you did, um, and you really don't make any new motions until after Yule, including plans. You don't make any plans during this time. You just let go. Just relax, release these things, release um, the plans that didn't uh, carry through. So it was a time of mourning. So a lot of times you couldn't. There was no time to to really mourn or go through some of these processes while your entire day night existence is based on how well your crops are doing and how well your animals are doing. And you're busy. You think we think we're busy now? They were so busy they didn't know what busy was. Uh-huh. <laughs> there was no socializing. I mean, there was some, but but the the harvest time was was just this, there was no time for that. So it's like it's like after a big old party, when the party's over, you grieve a little. Mm-hmm. You let go of your expectations, and so that's what this time was about um, logistically, because the nights are getting longer. You're inside more. And and if you don't have a different focus, you'll go a little stir crazy. I think. You, you know, one of the things that, that I find find interesting is that this is. I don't really see anybody. I'll just be bitchy. I don't really Do see anybody in the pagan community discussing this particular season in this particular way. 
um, basic, and, and this is just from my particular observation, and I have a lot of um, uh, of, of pagan friends, um, and I know a lot of pagans. Um, uh, oh, those are my pagan uh, friends. Yeah, my pagan friends. You know. like those are my Jewish friends. Yeah, <laughs> those exactly, are my black you know. friends. Those are my Asian friends. Those are my white friends. Those yeah. are my pagan friends. I'm uh, but, but what what I don't see, Jackie, coming from at least visual paganism in front of my face, okay, mm-hmm. um, is any form of a discussion based on this deeper issue of letting things die, that it is a time of, um, you know, allowing the particular earth to die to regenerate itself. Um, right, uh, because we haven't, it doesn't make sense in our modern world. It really doesn't. If it, we don't, We don't have... Um, we have ships that bring in food from other parts of the world that are in mm-hmm. growing seasons, or, or airplanes, or whatever. And we we don't we we don't have we have lights for the longer nights, and so we can just extend our day. Um, so we don't have that same need in our modern world. But um, if you are studying Wicca, if you're studying the history of paganism, you will find that deeper meaning in, in some wonderful authors. Have mm-hmm. have that, or or you go to um, the school associated with sacred myths, mm-hmm. which is oh, what is the name of the school? Storm. It just left my head. Um, the school of witches, I think. Okay. Lori, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Workingwitches. dot com. You know. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Workingwitches. dot com. So, um, if you study from someone, they're going to take you there. But it's not the um, popular part of of that. Just like, just like I didn't understand what Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur were all about mm-hmm. until on the show we took it deeper and you showed me what it meant. Mm-hmm. It's a day of atonement. It's a day you say I'm sorry. That's all I know. But it's it's when you took it deeper, um, and so it's up to the leaders in the community to give people another way of looking at it rather than it always just being about a party. Or yeah. Or it reminds me of Sunday Catholics. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to do our, our You may Sabbath. get some hate mail there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, mail may be coming in today, and it won't well, be about DIY or cash Go ahead. <laughs> well, at least they're paying attention. That's all i got to say. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, the, the Sunday Catholics would go and listen to the priest sermon, and yes, yes, that's the way it is, and, and have their Sunday dinner and, and talk about how important family is, and then Monday morning they're yelling at each other. So, so we all do it. We all feel yeah. the intense love in the moment, and then when we get into real life, what we do is we default back. We default back to what's what's easiest with so this this physical world that we're in. Yeah. And so, one of the things I love about the living tradition that you bring to us from the Kabbalah and from the Jewish living tradition is the depth of it. And in um, there's many different living traditions, and so if you want paganism and witchcraft and Wicca to become a real living tradition, you have to then live the deeper meanings of it. And it's hard to. It's hard to in this 21st century. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree with you because there's so many... Um, particular distractions that are, um, uh, you know, that keep us kind of focused in other areas. Um, you know, and for me, you know, basically what I see um, 
is, you know, this big, huge, gigantic celebration on how on Samhain, okay? And then it is as fast as everybody can get the get the Halloween decorations down. They're putting up the Yule stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is, um, uh, you know, pretty fascinating. And I'm sure that a lot of this has to do with advertisement and materialism and, uh, uh, you know, some of those um, harsher aspects of, of, of human living. Um, but, you know, it just seems that there's not, I don't see a lot of focus on this, you know, death letting go, um, clearing out dead wood, getting the stuff out of your life that is, you know, really reflecting, Jackie, on what is it in your particular life that you kind of need to let go of, whether that that is, you know, needing to let go of a past boyfriend that you broke up with after, you know, you had a wild sex party at Beltane, um, whether that's, um, uh, you, you know, a parent that you have lost or an animal that you may be grieving, whatever it is, we don't see in our particular culture this grieving aspect. It is almost like we're almost anesthetized to it. Oh, we'd hate it. <laughs> Whether it's a change in your life, pardon me, um, or, or death, or we, we we hate it, we feel it should be over in a moment. Aren't you over that yet? It's You know, your, your cat died two days ago. Aren't you over that yet? Um, you get, if it's, I mean, just look at, look at bereavement leaves um, in corporate jobs. Mm-hmm. If it's immediate family, you get a week. If it's extended family, you get a day. Yeah. So you have to get your shit done in a week. Yeah. And then get back to work and keep it together, which um, and but that's but I think we grieve over way more than than we allow ourselves to. One of the things about Kabbalah and Judaism that they do is, um, you know, when. The worst thing in Kabbalah basically is a death, um, and basically at that particular point, you know, people will sit shiva, meaning you mourn for a whole week. Mm-hmm. Um, and when the Jews mourn, they mourn big time. They don't they don't play around, girl. Don't play, don't play. <laughs> you know, they get they dress very somberly. You know, in the Bible, you will see um, in places where people are grieving, where they throw on the sackcloth and rub ashes on themselves. You know, yeah. uh, it's this very, very heavy. You know, they cover the mirrors. You know, it's this very um, somber, needing to let go, needing to grieve and feel this particular experience. And then afterwards, um, you know, you you after that period of the week, basically, they say that that's the point that you can begin to start to move on and begin to live your life, which is ironic to me, you know, because people are still grieving old boyfriends since 1985, okay? But, you know, you're a lot of weak. Don't get me started on that. Yeah, but, but basically, you know, my, uh, my question to you, Jackie, is what does it mean to let go? I, I love that you're asking that question, and, and I just want to bring something together that, that we didn't bring together that I think is important. Um, there's a reason why... This veil is the thinnest this time of year. It's part of it is astrological. So we're already going to start letting go and grieving at this point in our at this point of the the calendar astrological occurrences. We every year storm that I've been doing a radio show with you, you're like, oh well, this is you you do your prediction and I go, mm-hmm. well, that's like what you need to do during this time. So there's a reason why different holidays fall in different places, and this is one of them. So what is it to let go is is a good question because I think it means something different for 
for a lot of people, and that's a cop-out answer, but for me, letting go is that it's like it, it doesn't define me anymore. Um, it is, it's not part of my everyday is when I finally let go. It's not part of, it's not part of the obsessive thoughts mm-hmm. or the obsessive moments. Um, what is letting go to you? Release and control, usually. Oh, I like um, that. Uh, you know, for uh, usually, uh, you know, when I'm going through a period in which I'm hanging on to something, when I do enough inner insight, usually what it comes down to is the need to um, let uh, let go of and control certain circumstances. I have a moon in Capricorn. And the moon in Capricorn's first nature, okay, Jackie, is to how do I organize, how do I control, how do I do this, how do I, uh, you know, keep on top of things, how do I manage, basically, um, Mm -hmm. in this very structurized sort of way. And for the moon in Capricorn, it's excessively difficult to um, uh, to let go of of that particular control. And for me, you know, when I finally let go of a situation, it usually means... um, uh, you know that uh, I have let go of the control of that particular scenario, but the other thing with me, Jackie, is that once I make that choice to let go, boom, I'm done. Well, okay, but I'll hang on to it for years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say the, the opposite of is hanging on to it. Um, hanging, what is hanging on to something? I think that it means that when you hang on to something versus letting go of something, that it is. Um, an obsession. Mm-hmm. It's something that you're always talk- talking about, thinking about. You're working your life around this existence or non-existence. So even if we talk about the spirits in the spirit realm, um, a, a ghost that, that never grieved themselves, they never let go, mm-hmm. um, and they're stuck here, that their energy is stuck here is because it's anchored in. And so when you when you cut yourself free from that anchor that anchors you in to circling one thought, one ideal, one belief, mm-hmm. one moment. And um so you're circling that over and over again that you can't move past it. When you let go of it, then you're not circling the drain anymore. Mm-hmm. You're free from it. You can rise above it. You can do something else, think in a different way, get a new perspective is is when you finally let go and you know the the book launch that we talked about was a hugely emotional draining frustrating experience where i was trying to maintain control of this very chaotic thing mm-hmm. and you wouldn't think a book launch is chaotic you think it would be very linear you do this you do this you do this well there's so many moving parts that it's like watching the inside of a clock yeah and it feels a little chaotic because you can't actually watch each piece all the time. You have to put something in place and then let go of it and trust that it's going to continue moving, and then when it, you can get back around to checking on it, okay, that cog is still going, okay. And you know what? The book launched most of the times that cog wasn't still going, so I had to... Um, so it, when it, when those things, it wasn't still going, and so I had to fix that, and then I had to fix it. So every time I took a tur- turn at looking at this next thing, um, that had to work, it wasn't working right. Yeah. So you start hanging on to it more and more and more. Well, if you're, if I was trying to hang on to 
all of the aspects from the publisher to the cover to the website to the post to um to other people support to letters going out to radio shows to um blogs to if i was trying if i trying to hold on to all of those pieces mm-hmm. made me a little schizophrenic i'm glad that my job was very easy that day even though the i did outlook um remind um uh, calendar remind the whole day well i did just <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show you the level of my crazy, okay? Um, I use um, Outlook um, for my mail browser. Mm-hmm. And in Outlook, there's a calendar that reminds. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for example, it tells me 20 minutes before we uh, do a show, I get a big, huge reminder on my screen that tells me the show will begin in 20 minutes, um, uh, which gives me time to run and do whatever I need to do to be back at the sun in five minutes um, to talk to you before the show goes on in 15 minutes after that. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, But what I did is I, of course, put up the reminder to post the show, um, and then, of course, reminders throughout the day of when to go on and look at social media and add and contribute and um, uh, uh, put, put stuff up. So I can understand what it is, you know, and that was, it was, was for my side. Your side must have been just insane. So right, and it was, and I got to tell you, I was re- I was reduced to tears many times, and and I w- and I would start to hate it. And I went, no, no, I don't hate the book, I don't hate the information, I don't hate writing it. I I hate the roadblock. So I had to make sure that I was putting, which is I think a big part of letting go, because I could have held on to this whole thing and started to resent the book and resent all this stuff. But I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, what am I upset about? I'm not upset about the book. I'm not really upset about the launch. I'm upset about the roadblock. And I think that's where we get a little transference and we get confused as to what what's really going on. Yeah, I, I think so as well. And usually, Jackie, at the point that I am um, ready to let something go is usually when I become sick of myself with it. <laughs> you know, I've just become so disgusted with myself, I don't even want to look at me, you know. Um, uh, and it is, uh, you know, that is the point in which something inside of me says, you know what, you probably should let this go. Um, you know, you're making yourself sick of yourself. That's really, really bad. Um, I will tell you something else, Jackie, that I found pretty interesting. Um, I don't know if you've been paying attention to my um, uh, astrology blurbs on Facebook. Um, Just a little uh, bit, like reposting and commenting on it. Yeah. And sounding really smart to my friends. Oh, a little bit. Um, so I've been posting a basically just general, um, you know, really quick bit, general energy of a particular day, um, focused in more of a self-help sort of way rather than, you know, astrological prediction sort of way. But, um, uh, you know, one of the things that I noticed is that, you know, on Friday of last week, um, we had uh, the new moon in Libra, and it is the um, probably the most intensive new moon of the year. And uh, the reason that it is the most intensive new moon of the year, okay, um, is because of the fact that this new moon is in aspect to two very, very difficult planets, which I will discuss in a moment. But when I pulled up the new moon chart, uh, Jackie, not only is it in aspect to those difficult uh, planets, but it's also in aspect to um, uh, 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 
another major planet, Jupiter, and it is in a minor negative aspect to Venus. So it's like in negative aspect of one, two, three, four, four planets. Um, so, uh, you, you know, it's, it's a really... Uh, really difficult energy, and I, you know, basically, I try to make it to communicate the difficulty as easy as I could, and broken down as easy as I can. Libra is the sign of relationships. Relationships are about choices, really, and I think that relationships are probably the most profound choices that we ever make. Um, you know, who we choose to be involved with in our life is probably one of the biggest choices that we make. Um, and with these particular difficult energies, which the two biggies, of course, are Uranus and Pluto, which we've only been talking about for two years, um, and we'll still be talking about for two more, by the way. Um, uh, Uranus has mm-hmm. to do with tearing down our existing ideas. Right. Pluto has to do with getting rid of everything that is no longer working. Okay. So when you combine this particular type of energy, let's add Jupiter in there as well because it's involved. Jupiter is about expansion. Okay. So when you combine all of these particular energies combined with an aspect in general with a new moon, which is about something new beginning here. Okay. You're at a new, a new spot. You know, the the, the birthing canal. It's coming out of the birthing canal. This new right. child is about to be born. And what I found interesting, Jackie, is that. of the people that were posting and commenting was, I'm going to hide under the bed. Isn't that interesting? And and I, and one of, and somebody goes, somebody said, I'm going on vacation. And I said, well, be forewarmed, be forearmed. And then everybody gets a blow pop if you're on vacation. I'll shut up. But um, what, what this made me think about when you started talking about the new moon and the fact that it's, it's just going to be, for lack of a better term, kind of it's going to blow up in our lives, is to say, okay, that means that what's, what we're going to fight about or what we're going to feel um, disruption about is something that we can let go of. It's we're ready to let go of. It doesn't yeah. work for us anymore. It is. It is. You know, it's really about paying. And I think it's amazing that we have a particular tool, Jackie, that tells us, almost like a cookbook, okay, what is going to be going on today? Um, uh, you know, what is the general energy? And, of course, if you have a lot of planets in Cancer, Libra, Aries, um, or Capricorn, it's going to affect you heavily. It's uh, it's right on Jackie's moon. It's right on my ascendant. It's going to, you know, it's going to affect the two of us pretty heavily. Um, and the interesting thing is that this particular aspect is issues that Jackie and I have been talking about off of the air in regards to our personal lives for a month. Right. And it is the, you, you know, so this is the culmination of this particular level or the, or the letting go of it. Um can I can I interject something? Of course you can. Um, you said something on one of your posts about relationships. Am I reading? Am I, re- yes. am I remembering that right? Yes, you are. I, without opening up Facebook and making everybody pause while yes. I scan it. Yes. Um, that um, you're going to see what relationships through this next month, right? Yes. What, what relationships are real and are which relationships are not real? which relationships are healthy for you and which relationships are not healthy for you, so then you can make the changes you need to make. Or not. Yes. But I think you're gonna, it's going to be in your face. It's going to be in your face. Um, and, you know, the interesting thing about Uranus, because Uranus is kind of like the tower card. It's just going to break everything up anyways. Um, uh, 
So you can make the choice to hide under the bed. Um, of course, while you're hiding under there, don't be surprised if something explodes, you know, in, in, in the furnace. Because you're going to work with Uranus one way or another. It's going to come up. Well, you might as um, well get up out from underneath the bed yeah. and just kind of watch things. Just be calm and carry on <laughs> and just watch things. Because if you're in tense mode, you won't be able to respond. But if you just say, okay, something's going to come up. Let's wait for it, and let's see what happens. Well, I, th- I think, you, you know, Jackie, that what that Uranus is, is, is going to do to that the, the, the new moon is that Uranus is basically stating, do you still feel or believe or are, are your ideas about relationships the same as they were seven years ago or, you know, ten years ago or um, whatever. You know, how have you particularly changed? Um, And with that being the case, Pluto is basically saying it's time to get rid of dead works. It's time to get rid of um, uh, circumstances and situations in our lives that are no longer um, viable. It's it's past the sell-by date. It's rotting. And don't don't think that that means if you are having a difficult relationship right now, that means that, oh, it's going to be over this month. No, 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 no. You can get rid of the parts of the relationship that yeah. don't work, meaning that your fear or his um, um, emotional reactions or your intolerance or whatever it is, um, where you guys, where the two of you um, butt heads. I will tell you, Jackie, in my experience of doing astrology for 25 years, if you don't deal with the inner issues with these two planets, if you don't pay them homage in some way, if you don't set up your own internalized altar to these two planets Mm -hmm. and work with them, they will end your relationship. Interesting. Um, it, it, you, these are ve- there's not much wiggle room with these two planets because these two planets are going to make you deal with the issue one way or another. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, they're very, very they're they're outer planets. We don't have as much wiggle room with them um, uh, as you do with you know like Jupiter or you know Saturn or things of that nature. So basically, if you d- if you don't internalize, okay, my feeling here is is that if you don't deal with it on the inside, you're going to deal with it on the outside um and you know uh i think that it is a a a great time and you know really it's it's consistent with our particular theme of uh you know what is it um that you need to let go of Um, and i I always keep this in mind i mean there's been different negative aspects for relationships whether it's romantic or business or just friends yeah family I keep it in mind. I even set myself a little reminder, kind of similar to what I've done that in my calendar. Remember, today's this day, and it might suck a little. Um, if I remember that, and and so I use that as a filter, as of what's happening around me. Nobody else needs to know about this, and, yeah. and nobody else necessarily believes it. I could tell my husband, oh, by the way, this month is going to be tough on us. And I'll go, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but if I remember it, if I remember it with my daughter, if I remember it with my employees, then I can say, okay, I see what's going on. And I, I can now respond because I can say, what's what's happening um, here? What, do you don't, what don't you like? What would you want to change? 
it, it, it gives you an ability, I think, Jackie, to sit down and ask very, very, as circumstances happen throughout our day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives us a point, you know, um, in which we can sit down as these events occur, okay, and ask ourselves some very poignant questions about, um, uh, you know, um, uh, what do I need to tear down here, what, um, uh, how is the situation changing, and what do I need to, you, you know, kind of um, uh, amputate. Um, you know, Which is the letting go, yeah. Yeah, you know, where can I... Um, uh, you know, where can I do the inner work here? In some cases, if you're willing to do the inner work, um, you know, it doesn't come out in the, in the outer world because you have dealt with it in more of an effective, um, proactive way, okay? My feeling here usually uh, is that when you begin to have a series of events that begin to occur on the outer level, like the end of a relationship, um, uh, or breakups, and I, and I will tell you, uh, Jackie, my consultations lately have all been about relationship breakups. Every one of them, you know, is about relationship breakups. Um, and I noticed a general about two weeks ago the general conversation beginning to change. Um, uh, so I, I I I feel that the more that you work with it on the inside the less that it's going to occur on the outside, okay? But if it occurs on the outside, it really means that you're reacting rather than being proactive to what is going on on the inside. Okay, I'll buy that for a dollar. But I also want to say sometimes sure. it sneak up on you, and it, which it goes back to what you said, you haven't dealt with it on the inside. Yeah. So when things sneak up on you and, and smack you in the back of the head, um, which they do. They just do. You can't be perfect. You can't anticipate everything because the thing you don't anticipate is the thing that's going to come up. Usually, Jackie, in those circumstances, say, for example, a client contacts me and says, you know, I've been involved with a guy for four years, and um, it's been a wonderful relationship, you know, but last Friday, um, uh, you know, he just suddenly broke up with me and ended the relationship and never wants to talk to me again, and it just came out of the blue. When you start to probe that, Jackie, a little bit, mm-hmm. um, usually, and with usually a lot of resistance, let me add that, <laughs> you can usually get to that there was a place in the relationship in which um, uh, the problems really started to occur within the relationship. Meanwhile, the individual is on the good ship lollipop thinking everything is wonderful, okay? Um, and I think that that is more denial than anything else. Okay. Okay. Yes. But I think a lot of us are in denial, and we don't know we're in denial. I mean, it could be that, um, for instance, and I'll say this because we know it's not true. Yeah. Um it could be that you're struggling with me and how I'm interacting with you, and yeah. um, and I've been struggling with you on how we're interacting as well, but we're not talking about it. But then we think it's just going to blow over, or we don't realize. I don't realize you're struggling with me, so it can feel like out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Just know that it's not. There has been a build. Yeah. Yeah, it, it can feel like it it, it it comes out of the blue. You know, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, I had a, a client 
several weeks ago, Jackie, that called me up and she goes, um, I, you, you know, it, it, it always comes with that word suddenly. You know, suddenly I'm under a tax audit. And I said, oh, you are interesting. And, and she, and, uh, you know, she says, is, is this going to come out in my favor? And I'm looking at this and I'm like, you know, it looks like you're going to, you know, definitely have to pay some money here. I'm seeing, you know, that there's a problem here. I, and, you know, when I went into it, basically the individual had been avoiding the IRS for five years, Jackie. Of course, sooner or later, um, you know, you have to pay the piper. Um, uh, you know, but, you know, their, the interesting thing was there in their particular reality, it was suddenly. Yeah. Um, you know, everything was going well. If everything was going well, why weren't you paying your taxes? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so so don't come to me. To, be careful if you come to me with the word suddenly. <laughs> um, uh, but you know, I I really think that it is you know using this particular energy. I think that it is ripe right now, Jackie. Especially you know throughout um, the month of of October for us to really, really sit down and maybe do some journaling work, maybe do some why is that spreads, maybe do um, a little bit of candle magic, which we'll get into in a little bit, um, in regards to, um, you know, opening, opening ourselves to being aware of um, these, uh, these particular issues, these, um, uh, you, you know, where are our ideas changing? When our ideas change, our wants change. Um, uh, okay, true. You know, when when our ideas about something begin to change, what it is that we want in our lives usually change. Um, uh, you know, and then basically with with Pluto, of course, is what do we need to get rid of? What is holding us back? What is rotting in the fridge? You know, what is that smell that's coming out? Um, and I just think that more of a proactive way is probably a better way than just simply reacting to it. Which brings me to my next question, Jackie, which is how do we let go? Well, I think that's a great question because I, I think we, we're so afraid of the pain of letting go that, um, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine who's going through really difficult relationship issues, and um, she feels that there's still a lot of love there, but there's unhealthy behavior yeah. on the other person's part. And, and you know, and God forbid, but she said that it would almost be easier if this person just didn't exist anymore. Oh, my God. Um, just because it's true, though, isn't it? Yeah. When you're breaking up a friendship, which I think is worse than breaking up, um, or if it's friendship and love relationship mm-hmm. at the same time, it's so painful. Yeah. And, we, and we're so afraid of that pain. And and maybe it's the difference between slowly tearing off the bandaid and then ripping it off. Yeah. Because I think our ego is involved as well. Um, well, I think in friendships, Jackie, the word suddenly comes in a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> Although she she did not use the word suddenly. So. Okay. <laughs> um, this is long time coming, so yeah. it, and it's a yo-yo. It's been a very much a yo-yo, but I but I still love, but but maybe they're getting better. But so I was talking to her last night, and and I said, "You're grieving. You're grieving someone who's still alive." And when we're grieving that thing, the, the grief is a part of letting go. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I should have brought up Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's grieving stuff. It's like you're in the negotiation stage. Um, and and so we negotiate these things when we're letting them go mm-hmm. as well. and we Or we get mad at it or we, you know, all of those different stages. Um, 
that that we go through I think we go through in letting go as well. Yeah. And and one of the things that I find helps the letting go process is moving it from being a letting go process to the to a replacement process. And I'm not talking about one girlfriend to another girlfriend <laughs> or one boyfriend to another boyfriend. I'm talking about um replacing as you, as you let stuff go as you have what it, what happens is it creates a void. Mm-hmm. And so as you let something go, you feel an emptiness, a void, so it's starting to replace it with your friendships. If it's a if it's a relationship, let's say it's a romantic relationship, start spending more time with your friends, get involved in something new, take on a new project. So then as you get more involved in it, your you your talents retract a little bit over the situation. You can spend a half an hour not actually thinking about this thing because we obsess about it and the minute we start obsessing about it and thinking about it constantly we're no longer letting go so here's a couple of things you can do and it's a lot of work letting go is a lot of work especially when you're super invested yeah you need to spiritually cleanse at least once a day whether it's a bath or smudge or spending time lighting a candle even even moving that unlit candle around your aura to kind of pick up that energy, um, and just just almost get a mantra of of um, let's see what would be a good mantra for that. I was thinking about uh, the one I thought of, the one I originally wrote down. I don't like anymore because it's still stay, you're connected to it. What would be a good mantra? Um, something about. You're connected with the divine. Uh-huh. You are connected. You are fully present in your own life. Um, that you um, are free of any um, hooks, th- things like that. Don't bring that thing b- into your mantra because then that you maintain that the uh-huh. connection with it. Um, the uncrossing yourself, all the different things that that you can use for uncrossing. Um, one of the things about letting go, which I learned actually from a ghost book. Um, Echo Bodine has a book on, on getting rid of ghosts in your house. Yeah. And one of the things she said is you I know, met her 100 years ago. Did you? Yeah, when we were at the Mall of America with Psychic Friends Network, yeah. Cool. Um, I have not, I, and I, I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't read the entire book. I read pieces of it. Yeah. It's one of those books that you can kind of pick up different things and go, oh, I know exactly what to do. It inspires yeah. me. But the thing that I've I've actually the the big thing from that book is she said don't say the name. Don't say the name of the ghost. Yeah. Or the spirit you're releasing. And I'm like, oh my god, that's so true for everything, absolutely everything. So whatever you're letting go of, do not speak of it. Don't even speak of it in code. And if somebody brings it up, say I'm not speaking about that right now. And what happens is that because when you speak of it, you plant it right back into the middle of your energy. So letting go means that it's no longer part of your day-to-day, moment-to-moment thought pattern, energy pattern. So you can think about it, but it's it's also that faking it, faking it until you succeed, mm-hmm. until you win. So, um, so the letting go process also is an in increment, um, because again, you're you you are uh, when you let go in one big fell swoop you create a void and nature abhors a, abhors a void 
and we'll fill it in, and you usually fill it in with what you wanted to let go of. Yeah. Because that's its place. That's It fits. It's the puzzle piece that fits in there just perfectly, even though it's a painful puzzle piece. And you do want to let it go, or you should let it go, which we don't like that word should, or it is the healthiest thing for you to let it go. But it's the puzzle piece that fits, so now you've got to find a new puzzle piece. And sometimes you just do it in, in little increments to replace it. Yeah, it it, it definitely um, uh, is one of the most um, uh, imp- important things is, is realizing that the letting go circumstance is a process. And, you know, one of the things that, that I think that a lot of people um, have difficulty with is that, you know, oftentimes with um, friendships and relationships when something comes to an end, and I think that this is where... Um, uh, you know, like you said, uh, obsession often, you know, kicks in, is, you know, there is one of the, the five stages of grieving, okay, is bargaining. Mm-hmm. And when you can no longer bargain with the individual and you can only really bargain with yourself. Um, Ooh, snap. That Say is that a again. Very, when, you can, when you can no longer bargain with the other person and you can only bargain with yourself, um, it can be a very, very debilitating experience. I want you to say it one more time because this is really, really, I got shivers when you said that this is really important. When you can no longer bargain. With somebody else. Uh-huh. That's all that you can bargain with is yourself. Um, it can be a really debilitating experience. Um, and so, um, and because I, I can see so many, for instances, in my own life. Mm-hmm. From, from, um, former marriages to parent relationships to um employees that that for some reason I didn't feel I could let go of yeah that, well I, I it's it's very very difficult you know um when the other person will not engage with you to resolve something okay mm-hmm. that's all that you're left with is basically yourself and you know you have to fill that void in some particular way with something unfortunately i think that often what what it is that we fill that void with is the obsession so I, I, my question, Jackie, moving into the magic, is what do you recommend in regards to people letting go of just the obsession? Um, letting go of just the obsession, it it has to do with, um, I, I think there's, crazy enough, I think there's a lot of energy that you could bring into this, whether it be the fire or the sun candle in relationship to, say the needed change or the uncrossing candle or the spiritual cleansing candle all in the blessed herbal line mm-hmm. and um, kind of put one on either side of you. So let's say you have the needed change to your right mm-hmm. um, and you put the male energies, the sun candle to your left. So what you're doing is you're bringing in joy. Let's. I, I love using the sun candle for joy. That yellow color is just kicks ass. So... Um, as you bring in bring that in through your left cuz we we're we're in America we read left to right so bring it in through your left and then the needed change kind of pulls it out from the right yeah but sit with it in journal journal it out but don't start with oh i'm miserable and i'm obsessed because start with where do i want my life to be or why do i need to bargain with this situation or why do i need to bargain and then and then why do we need to bargain with this situation? Absolutely. You, you know why? Um, you, you know why is it the fact that I can't 
make any form of movement to bring closure in regard. And I hate that word, by the way, closure, um, uh, because I think that it is a word often that people abuse in regards to the reason why that they're saying staying stuck in a dysfunctional situation. But that may be part of that need for closure may be part of the bargaining process. Um, uh, because of course, after bargaining is anger. Um, and or excuse me, after bargaining um, is depression, and then is acceptance. Um, uh, so um, uh, you know, I think that uh, you know, letting go of that particular um, uh, obsession is important. One of the things that you taught me years ago, Jackie, is um, uh, lighten a crossing candle and don't say the person's name for a week. It's kind of simple. Even if you have to give them a code name. <laughs> right. right, but don't, you know, but you know what backfired on us, Storm, is code names. Code names yeah. backfired on us. Yeah. Um, but there's one more There's one more thing I want to pull in here, which is the grief candle, so the affirmation grief candle and, and the affirmation success candle. Those are two that are very gentle and very, um, very affirming, thus the name affirmation candle. But the grief candle has in it, um, cypress and frankincense are the two main things. There's other supporting um, uh, energies in there, too. But cypress and frankincense, so here's what they do um, within the grief candle is they help you let go of the overwhelming emotions. So those obsessive emotions, the ones that that just keep you frozen, they help you let go of that, lift those up, elevate them, once those obsessive thoughts are elevated and out, then what comes up from beneath is the positive message, the positive experience, the positive lesson. It might be the crappiest situation in the world, and, okay. and I think we hang on to crappy situations more than we hang on to joyful situations. Yeah. But there is a positive message even in a crappy situation. So when you let go of the obsession of controlling that crappy situation and elevate that, because that's keeping the lesson down and unlearned. So when you let that elevate up, then um, then you can embrace that lesson so you don't have to repeat it again. Yeah. And it's so hard when you're in crisis to experience this, to go through this, to remember this. Uh, it's so hard because... You're invested in the crisis, aren't you? You're very invested in the crisis, and I think that that is, uh, and usually the reason that one is invested in the crisis is because there is now a void. There's a space. In Kabbalah, we call that a klippa. Right. Um, uh, you know, that there's now a space that is created, and the satan loves space. Yep, and what does the satan do in that space? It fills it with all kinds of negativity and doubt and and, and chaos and drama and trauma. An obsession. Yes. Yes, so, it definitely does. And so, and this is when you this is when you trick yourself. By the way, I watched it. I've watched it so many times in the past week. I've watched. I've done it. Where you trick yourself, where you think you're being very spiritual and you're following your spiritual directions and the guidance from your divine allies. <laughs> right. That was very poetic, Jackie. Go ahead. Isn't it? Isn't it true, though? Yes, yes. Isn't it true, though, because you're in the middle of bargaining? Yes. Okay, well, the reading really said that if I was to approach this um, in this specific way, then I can do whatever I want. But the point is, in the reading, you can't approach it in that way. Yeah, exactly. You know, 
it's an impossibility. Okay, if I approach, if personally, if Jackie was to approach her ex-husband with complete negative emotion, you know, complete neutral emotions, then I can have a conversation with him. And like, well, Jackie can't. Even after a lot of years, Jackie can't. So the, you know what that means? Jackie's not gonna. This is a bad plan for Jackie. Yeah. Um. Uh, so so it's like uh, that's that negotiation thing. It's like, well, well, I can because it said this. Well, you know, you're just negotiating now. Doesn't work that way. Um. And so the letting so to work, be honest with yourself. That's the other biggest thing in letting go. Of whatever it is is really be honest with yourself. And that letting go, again, using myself as a cautionary tale, maybe that letting go is of a specific coping mechanism. Uh-huh. Where um, I did my 30-day challenge from last month, um, which is really simple. I just was tracking whether I was... Um, all I did is put an exclamation point on any meal that I emotionally... did some emotional eating or overeating or... or Eating uh-huh. to fill a void, and as that thirty day challenge came by there came through, there's less and less exclamation marks and one of the reasons was is an a level of honesty I got with myself, yeah, and you know what sometimes it was like, and this donut is because of this experience, <laughs> and this scoop of ice cream is because of this experience, but just getting honest with myself and saying, yep. I need I need a scoop of ice cream or a cocktail or a martini or I'm just feeling this because I can't get out of it myself. So when you're honest with when I was honest with myself about it, and it took a couple of weeks to then go, you know what? I think there's a different way, and I think I'm going to do do something a little bit different this time. Yeah. Um, so that that honesty is really important. So yeah, I think that I think that that's important. I think if there, you, you know, um, in all situations, you know, of course, it is probably the the candle that I spend the most uh, uh, time on is probably an uncrossing candle. I, I buy them by the buckets, but. Um, uh, uh, and your box of them should be arriving. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I keep right. them. I keep a back stock of them over here. I usually in the. Um, Shipping them all out and, and and scraping up some old wax um, to make my own version of it, but I, I have them going on a regular basis too. Yeah, it's 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 probably either, the uncrossing and the need to change votives are probably my um, uh, you know my go to at the moment that there's anything uh, suddenly <laughs> <laughs> that happens. Um, Jackie, we're done with this particular show. I know, what um, a good time, always. Yes, it was amazing, amazing. Um, make sure that you guys cruise on over to www.keepitmagic.com, the official website of Keep It Magic. Also, um, like us on Facebook, um, which is uh, Keeping It Magic. You know, just type that into your little uh, browser bar. Um, also, run out and go get your copy of DIY Akashic Wisdom. Um, it's an amazing book that is new by Jackie Smith and Patty Shaw, number one bestseller. Congratulations, Jackie. Um, and also make sure that you visit our sponsor at www.coventrycreations.com. Jackie and I will be back next week talking about... In two weeks. D- 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 yeah, in two weeks. Talking about 
how to put the dead to work for you. So it's going to be a really interesting show. I can't <laughs> wait to dive into ancestral altars. And I've got a lot of questions uh, for Jackie about that because, you know, most of my relatives I don't even want to contact again. So, uh, <laughs> so it'll be a really, a really interesting, a fun-filled info pack show. But in the meantime, Jackie, what do they need to do? Ooh, they might just wanna. They might just wanna keep it magic. Speak life, everybody. Some days life feels perfect. Other days it just ain't working. The good, the bad, the right, the wrong, and everything in between. Yo, it's crazy. Amazing, we can turn our hearts through the words we say. Mountains crumble with every syllable. Hope can live or die. So speak life, speak life. Through the dead and darkest night. Speak life, speak life. When the sun won't shine and you don't know why. Look into the eyes of the broken hearted. Watch them come alive as soon as you speak hope. You speak love. You It's like I'm drowning in the deep Well, it's crazy to imagine Words from my lips as the arms of compassion Mountains crumble with every syllable Who can live or die? So speak life Raise your thoughts a little higher Use your words to inspire 